This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. If you don't know already, this is a daily financial news show. We try to do it at 7.30. We certainly do it six days a week at 7.30. And then on Thursdays, we do it at 7 as one of our multimillionaire experts uh, needs to do his interview at 7.30 Pacific. We do uh, multimillionaire interviews Monday through Friday. Uh, on Tuesdays, we typically have two, both Matt and Omar. We're trying to rejuggle schedules today because, again, I'm working with folks that are active in the business, so sometimes we need to move things around. We will hopefully get both of those done today and up later today. Uh, as we get going with the daily financial news, a couple of things are jumping out that we talked about over the weekend. Over the weekend, usually Saturday or Sunday, we kind of talk about what is coming in the week. And um, you know what? I'll pat myself on the back. Sometimes I am right. Uh, lots of you like to remind me when I'm wrong, which is all good. I think it is fun. It's entertaining. It shows that you are watching. Uh, but over the weekend, we talked about the 10-year going higher for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, likely because of Wednesday's conversation where Biden is going to come out and talk about his infrastructure spending plan. It looks like it is going to be $4 trillion. Uh, I think $4 trillion was a number I mentioned like 30 or 45 days ago. I thought that was kind of where he was going to be. It's certainly going to be a 10-year plan. Uh, it is be interesting to see what is quote unquote shovel ready, right? What is what is money? What is jobs that can be put into play this year or early next year? That is going to be entertaining to watch. Also going to be interesting to see how they pay for it. Taxes are going higher. Both corporate and individual taxes are going higher. We've got to pay for this stuff somehow. In addition to that, I saw something yesterday that freaked me out, and that is, yet again, we are talking about potentially after the infrastructure $4 trillion, we may need to do another stimulus of $2 trillion, and all I have to say is, what the hell? When do we, when do we step back and see that this stuff is working? Uh, we should see the economy opening up. Right, We're kind of in a race where the tail end of a marathon, whatever your analogy is, but you already see this transition from dark to light that I am talking about. Uh, for example, uh, the interview yesterday I did with Travel Lux, kind of just sharing with you how Olivia and I are finally going to go out and do something, right? We've been cooped up uh, and I just need to get out. Uh, lots of people uh, are doing that now. I talked to them off air and we, they've had record record bookings uh, the month of March for the summer. If you haven't booked your summer plans, you might want to get on that because Airbnbs are filling up. Rental cars are like 300 bucks a day. Uh, air uh, Hotels are even booking up and airline travels are off the chart. They're going to have to add more flights or raise prices or both. So again, if you are looking to get away in the summer like I am, you might want to book early uh, because uh, the travel boom, the service industry, and this is good news. Think about all the jobs we lost last year. 
all that service industry that was kind of shut down, locked down, told to stay home on the couch, they are going to be coming back. So these are these are good things. The economy is without question going to heat up. But when economy heats up, it can get too hot. My question is, how do you balance that? If, if you've ever driven a car and you've really redlined it, it sort of has diminishing returns when you get into that. It sounds louder, but you're really potentially hurting the engine if you stay at that RPM too long without switching gears. And man, the bond vigilantes are going to be something to watch. There are already people calling for a 2% 10-year next month or the next six weeks. The 10-year, I've had to scratch it out three times this morning. It was 1.746, and then it was 1.749, and now 1.751 as of this recording. It is going up. Those may not sound like big changes, but on a percentage basis, they are, and it's the rate of change, right? That, that all changed within like 47 minutes from when I started my research to when I hit record or live or whatever I hit on this thing. This stuff is happening. Um, the other thing we're going to have to think about is how are we going to help the bottom end of the K? If you've been following my channel for any length of time, you know we've been talking about a K-shaped recovery for a year now. We don't have to worry about the top. Asset inflation, stock market, they've already, they've already benefited more than they deserve, frankly. But how do we help the folks at the bottom? Is it just giving them money? Is it providing some child care? Is it, is it education? How are we helping them so that, you know, it's the whole, can we teach them to fish or do we just give them fish analogy? I don't know, but I will hope to hear the plan uh, because that would be good for all of us. If you can bring the bottom K up, that would be wonderful. A couple of things we have to really think about the hedge fund industry is they're really at some point no smarter than you and I. Uh, they get cocky, they get egotistical, they think they're the smartest person in the world, and they, they layer on leverage. Think about the two hedge funds that blew up in the last, what do you call it, eight weeks? First, you have a hedge fund going, doing stupid things, going short, right? Taking a stock 100% short or whatever it is. It is easy to see why that blew up and good on Reddit and Robinhood for taking that company out or that hedge fund out. They should have. When you do something wrong, you should be punished, and hedge funds included. And now we have a hedge fund on the long end, right? It's easy to see how the short hedge fund got smoked, but now even a long hedge fund, right? They were long a media stock, Viacom, CBS. Uh, their $3 billion you know, raise did not go well, which hit the stock, which caused them to liquidate other technology stocks. Too much leverage. If I've learned anything over my career of stock market when I lost 150 grand in what felt like seconds. It was because of stupidity, arrogance, and leverage. When, pe when I go back and look at people who lost millions of dollars in the Great Recession, leverage. Understand, appreciate it. Leverage feels great for like 90% of the time. But then there's that 10% where you got to pay the piper, and if you're not ready, ooh, can take you out, take you to the woodshed and... Uh, not pleasant. So just remember that. I will never forget that. That's why I do conservative uh, investing. There's a house in D.C. It is interesting to think about. Uh, it was a cash. It was a it was a fixer upper. Excuse me. Hit the hit the stand. Sorry about that. Hit the stand uh, at two seventy five, two hundred seventy five thousand dollar fixer upper in Washington D.C. 
Take a wild guess how many cash offers they got in 48 hours. The answer is 76. 76 cash offers. Final sale price, 460. That just tells you what's wrong with the real estate market today. It is inventory. Uh, first off, that agent clearly priced that wrong. That was stupid price. But man, 70% higher? That is crazy. We have an inventory problem. As I've said, the next 12 months are going to be very different. Inventory is coming. I am convinced of it. We just wait for the summer. It is already ticking up in my market, but still moving fast because there is a lot of demand. Something I've thought a lot about recently is the single-family rental market. I've done a little research in you know, Invitation Homes and Blackstone and Build for Rents and $4 billion from Lennar, all things I'm sharing with my group. Right now, it appears that, quote-unquote, hedge funds or Wall Street deep pockets are about 2% of the single-family home market. They really focus on the smile states, kind of California, Arizona, uh, Texas, Florida, you know, maybe up through North Carolina. But what I'm wondering about is what happens if they go from 2% to 4% to 6%? Now, these folks typically aren't getting leverage. They're just paying cash. You know, I'm thinking about, you know, what, what would that mean for you and I, just individual investors? What does that mean for us going forward? Are we really going to become renter nation? Does the single family home become the apartments of the future because we've learned that space is good and we don't want to be by our neighbors? It's something really, really to think about. Uh, it's now official. The CDC has extended the eviction moratorium until June 30th. As I shared over the weekend in our live Q&A, you had to expect it. I said the summer kind of right smack dad, dab in the middle of the summer. Kind of lazy, right? The end of Q2, but what are you going to do? So we got three more months of it. I'm, I'm willing to guess right now here on March 30th that that's the last extension. We should be well past this uh, you know, crisis. We should have unemployment significantly lower, somewhere in the fives. Even U6 should be in the sevens or eights, so it'll be dramatically lower than 11. But something that is very clear uh, this CDC order, I'm still convinced, is unconstitutional, but I don't get a vote. Uh, but they are killing mom-and-pop landlords. Uh, there are plenty of mom-and-pop landlords that will give up because of this. They either didn't have the reserves, they got unfortunately hit with a lot of the cancel rent uh, phenomenon, and they're like, I'm done. Uh, I'm out. I'm selling it. And uh, you've already seen some landlords have to sell one, two of their properties. But here's the deal. They're kicking the tenants out. They're doing a full remodel and selling it. Why? Because that maximizes the return. These investors, these landlords are investors first. They're going to maximize the return. They're just not going to sell it most cases tenant occupied. That will hurt their return. They will kick them out. They'll give them a 60-day notice, which they legally can do as, as if it's a single-family home because they're going to do a full remodel, and then they'll sell it. We are going to have less affordable renters rentals owned by mom and pop. Right now, it's about half. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Next up, uh, shocking. I bet you're shocked by this, but apparently remote schooling for the masses doesn't work. Shocking. Uh, apparently, 98% of teachers have said that they've seen, as kids come back, uh, that they have not uh, maintained what they were hoping for after a year of out of classes. That leads me to work. Right. If we know what's going on with our students, I wonder about the work from home culture and if that is going to kind of reverse, because I've heard a couple of things. 
right? So first and foremost, I'm in the Silicon Valley. I'm right around kind of Google and Facebook and all of these folks. What I'm hearing from engineers is their companies want them back because they've seen product lines slow down. The, the creative energy of just bumping into people is not providing the kind of creative juice for software releases. It's slower. It's more buggy. That's what they're telling me. It'll be interesting to see when they go back. But also we have these, you know, examples of Goldman Sachs and all these rich Wall Streeters complaining about working 100 hours at home. I know a lot of people who actually work more when they're working from home because they're always on, right? They never turn their computer off. They're always, they're going to go check their computer before bed. And oh, by the way, there's seven emails and they respond. And next thing you know, it's 1.30 in the morning. A lot of us are working more. And then there's the business. Businesses, reduced office space. They have more money falling to the bottom line. It's just flat out cheaper. So I'm really wondering what's going to happen with kind of the work from home culture. If it continues to take off, maybe that impacts single family homes. Maybe now instead of kind of the three bedroom being the choice, maybe it's three bedroom in a den. Maybe people start renting a fourth bedroom so it is their office. All these things that can impact us as real estate investors, we have to think about. And then finally, kind of two more topics that just came across my radar. Southwest Airlines uh, went ahead and ordered 100 737 Maxes from Boeing the other day, uh, kind of voting confidence for Boeing. There was talk the last year or so, if you were paying attention, that they might go Airbus. Uh, they did not. They went Boeing, which is a vote for Boeing. Uh, and then I'm just curious, anybody out there going to take a flyer on these Chinese internet stocks, Tencent, Baidu, the ones that got sort of caught up in the wash of this uh, hedge fund blowing up? Again, I'm not a stock guy. Don't take my word for it. But I, you know, huge drops. Just curious if anybody's out there bottom fishing and going forward. Let me know. Uh, I might watch them for a little while just to see what happens. So that's what I got for you today. Again, we're hopefully going to have Omar and Matt on the show today. We are juggling schedules to make sure it works. You have a wonderful day. Hit the thumbs up, subscribe. And of course, remember, today's a great day to make some money. And let's be better than yesterday. Bye-bye.